Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's guest is a very unique individual. He's an up-and-coming actor from L.A. Welcome, Bilal. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. Why did I say L.A. like that? Did you hear I don't that? Know. I said I, you said it a little funny. L.A. L.A. <laughs> um, it's actually pronounced Los Angeles, but that's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually? Um, okay, so we were like literally talking so much before we started recording, and I was like, if we don't stop recording, start recording, we're just, we're just going to talk forever. We're just going to so, talk forever. Literally, we have so many things to talk about. So Bilal and I met in... LA. <laughs> I can't say. Actually, you, you came to brunch for my birthday, right? Yes, it was your birthday. That was the first time I ever met you. So I met him through my friend Maria, who you guys have heard from on the podcast, the rattiest rat of all rats. <laughs> it's true. She's very ratty. And I thought Bilal was her cousin, but it turns out they're just like very close family friends. Yeah. So actually, like everyone. Like, whenever, um, like, Camly or Sarah Maria would, like, post a picture of me on their Instagram, like, people would be like, oh, my God, like, is that your brother? And they have to be like, no, 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 like, he's just, like, a friend. But they, like, kind of yeah. started just being like, oh, whatever, it's a cousin. Because, like, you know how people can be on social media. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, my um, God, how dare you touch right, him? He's exactly, a man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like, I have literally known them my whole life. Like, I cannot think of a time where they did not exist in my life. So, like, that's how good of friends we are. And our parents are best friends um and our siblings are best friends so like yeah that's how close we are um, yeah it's i genuinely thought that you were like first cousins like just based off of what i was like oh yeah that's her cousin like 100 right, right, right. i mean we might as well be um yeah yeah I, I i can't believe that that was the first time that you and i actually met because i had seen you like on maria's instagram a lot before and i was and um she had like mentioned you and like gone to see you when we came to orlando once and i was like oh wow like, yes. person. like Wait, did i meet you at disney once Mm, yeah you you hung out with yeah. us didn't you like when we were in like hollywood yes. studios yeah, yes yeah. i did okay yeah so we also met at disney so i don't know when the first time i met you is now that i think about it i don't know if it was for your birthday or disney but nevertheless we met a few years ago mm-hmm. and then we just started following each other on social media and i, I was just those. like i love this guy like this guy's so fucking cool mm-hmm. and he loves music and like Here's the thing about music, right? Mm. I'm a huge music snob, okay? As you know, know as you know. Like, one thing that I'll never, ever, like, be snobby about is, like, when someone genuinely loves music. Like, even if it's not music that I like, like, there's Uh just a certain level of respect that I have for someone who loves music and is super passionate about it. And, like, I know that they know their shit. And, like, instantly I was like... Love yeah. that shit. I, I do. I really do. I was like, nervous to send you stuff. I feel like I told you this. I know. Like, I was afraid to send you something because, like, in one of your first podcasts, you were like, "I'm a music snob," and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I respect that, but also, shit, I guess I can't send you anything." I like. <laughs> song and literally, you like prefaced it with like, "I'm sending you a song. I know you don't like a lot of people's yeah. music." <laughs> literally was a good song and i was like oh my god i'm literally making it seem like i'm a monster which you know what i am i might be a monster it was a good song it was good it was good 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 yeah i i knew it wasn't gonna be like super very much your taste um but like i thought you might appreciate it for anyone who's curious it was a song called scorpio by the artist mind bath he's this i have uh, it he's yeah he's like this queer artist coming out of vancouver very like undertone synthy kind of stuff it's pretty cool (gasps) 
No, I really like it. I have it added to my chill playlist, but like, do you know when you like add music to your playlist and like, sometimes you just like, don't remember, like I have it on my playlist. Mm-hmm. I listen mm-hmm. to it, but I'm like, I don't know who the fuck sings this song. On my playlist. Like, yeah. I actually, so you know how like Spotify will do like your discover weekly or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. So like stuff will come up on that and I'll be like, Oh my God, this is so good. Like, am I going to yeah. like it? And I've already liked it. Like it's added to my songs <laughs> like from somewhere else. And I'm like, Wait, when the fuck did this song? Like, when, when did I, I listen to this? A hundred percent. There are so many times. Like, I'll go to a music festival and I'll be like, "Ooh, who is this band on this lineup?" And I'll like look it mm-hmm. up and I'm like, I literally know like seven of their songs and I like love them and like now I'm really like, excited because right. they're gonna be there. Yeah. It, oh my god, I, that's one of my favorite things, and that's actually a way I've discovered like a lot of new music in general. Um, are you familiar with the band Warpaint, like the all female rock band? Um, no, but I would like to become familiar right now. Super cool. Um, I discovered them because I went to Coachella and like, I want to say 2014 and, um, like we were just wandering around and my friend was like, Oh, we should check out this artist. Like they're sponsored by, um, or one of them's like dating like John Frusciante or something. I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Let's do it. So we go and it's just like this all female rock band and they're playing like this super psychedelic rock music. Um, it was really cool. And they are still to this day, one of my favorite artists. Um, I just literally looked them up and they also look very fucking cool. Oh, it's like watching them play. You're like, shit, you guys are so cool. And you know, you're so cool, but not in a pretentious way. You're just like, yeah, "Yeah, this is what we do. We like, we're. That's how you know that someone is truly cool. Like when they're like, not, they don't even care. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. And like, I hate it because I am not that person. And one of my good (laughs) friends is that person. And she's just effortlessly cool. And I'm always like, how do you do that? She's like, how do I do what? I'm like, just be so cool. She's like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god! I just added their songs to my playlist, yes. like just a couple uh, of their songs. Yeah, I like, like I'm like, like I, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget to listen to them. So I'm like, I have to like add this to my playlist so I can listen to it. But yeah. they look really cool. That's what I'm, like. It's so rare though, like in my day to day life, that like someone tells me about a band that I'm genuinely interested in, and that's why I'm like saying I'm like, even though like it might not like if someone looked at both of us, they would never think we have the same taste in music, like Definitely ever in a million. Yeah, they not. would be like, no, these people, this girl like listens to Quran in her spare time or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like nothing, nothing wrong with that, but like nothing probably not. That. But like what's funny is like I like because sometimes on my morning drive, like. If I'm feeling really like eh, whatever, like I'll put on like some Quran just to like you know like make me feel it's a little nice. bit better. Yeah, it is nice. It's really nice. Oh, for sure. If I'm really oh oh my god. If I'm driving, I hate driving on the highway. When I get really scared, <laughs> like I feel like I feel like I could die. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm just like okay, let's go Spotify Quran. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, just like, I'm like I better not die listening to like my Satan worshiping music. You know what I mean? Like I want to definitely be listening to Quran. I definitely feel that. Like I a little little bit of a tangent here but like my mom anytime something crazy happens in the car like no matter what like someone cuts her off like she, if she gets even a little scared she'll just scream like at the top of her lungs and i'm like mom chill god but like but now that like i'm older and like i know that like you know like life is not infinite i'm like oh my god this is not like oh. yeah oh no i i'm sure i've said this on my podcast so many times to the point where people are probably like shut the fuck up but like when you discover like mortality like i feel like it's like life-changing oh like yes like when you discover like when you like you always know that you can die but like i guess you don't really think about it it doesn't for most people i would say it doesn't usually set in until like a certain thing happens right. in their life right. I don't think it clicked in my head until I was like 
25 or 26 years old. Like truly. Like I was just like, la, 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 like living my life, like do, do, do. And then I was just like, oh my God, I could die at any moment. Definitely. Like not to be super morbid, but like, no, no, for sorry. sure. I know. I totally yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> I'm like, we're all going to die. <laughs> Death is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> my cat is literally like, why is this bitch cackling? Like, can you not? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. BB's giving me dirty looks. He's such a bitch. Um, <laughs> But which uh, so you grew up in Alabama? Um, kind of yes and no. I, I'd say I spent like a good portion of my young life um, in Alabama, but I kind of grew up like all over the place as well. Um, Tell me more. Okay, so like uh, I was born to uh, a single mother essentially in uh, Mississippi. Um, mm-hmm. She had me. My mom had me actually when she was nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah. She's very young. Um, and then, uh, about two years later, she met my father, uh, Majid, who is from Palestine and he adopted me and he took me in and uh, he's like literally the only father I could ever know, want or have because he's like the best man in the world. Um, I'm literally like, I, I'm so like blessed when I think about it all the time, because like, what, what are the odds of that happening? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And like, also, yeah, your email is like a like an homage to yes, him, it which is, is it is. I we cannot tell the listeners, but um, no, we won't. But it is. It's really cute. Um, but so it's kind of funny because like when they met and she like brought him to her house to you know meet me, like one of the first things out of my mouth was like he was like playing with me, and I was like Baba Baba, watch me. And my dad like stopped in his tracks and he was like, what did he just say? And my mom's like, what was that? I've never heard that word before. And my dad was like, um, he just called me dad in Arabic. And like, they were both like, what? Like, like you innately spoke Arabic. Yes. Like you just knew yes. you're like, I speak Arabic yeah, now. Exactly. It's like, I suddenly am a bilingual three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's so creepy. <laughs> you start like saying other things in Arabic. Like, <laughs> um, Wait, do you speak Arabic now? Uh, shway, shway. Oh, there we yeah, go. I yeah. used to speak it like well enough to converse with people. And now I like brokenly speak it to like get my point across using lots of hand yeah. gestures and like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's basically words. Arabic yeah. just like lots of hand gestures yes. like you could so really use gestures. very few words yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like flailing around as much as possible honestly I swear to god and then like when they're not getting it it's like uh okay never mind more hand flailing <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> puffing and puffing deep inhales and exhales <laughs> nostrils flaring not so many nostril flares. Um, um, so yeah, so okay, so I kind of like I lived in Mobile, Alabama for like I want to say like maybe till I was in the second grade, and then in the second at the end of the second grade, like I moved to Florida, and I lived in like Tampa Bay <gasps> area for about like a year and a half. Shut up! Yeah. I didn't know you lived in Florida. Yeah, yeah, I lived in Brandon County. I think is what it was called. Gross. No offense. Oh, yeah, no, super gross. Like I told. <laughs> I told my friend that who like is from Tampa and she was like, Ew, that's disgusting. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like what? Like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Same, honestly. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we lived there for a bit and then we moved back to Alabama where I lived in Birmingham for like a year or 
two, maybe three. And then my parents were like, let's move overseas. So we did that. <gasps> and like, Don't you love when they do oh that? God, Isn't that so just the great. best? It is the best. Yeah. I mean, I definitely wrote all of my college essays on that. And I was like, I'm not just a generic white kid. I'm like a cultured white kid. Mm. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I lived in Abu Dhabi for like two years. Um, and then Wait, I lived in... Do it. What years did you live in Abu Dhabi? I, I, I got really Dhabi. curious. Sorry. Um, I lived in Abu Dhabi from 2005 until 2007. So wait, we lived in the United Arab Emirates at the same time. Wait, you wait, what? Whoa, wait, yeah, I did not know this. Yes, I lived there. I lived in I lived in Al Ain for two years. What? I lived. Yeah, and then I lived in Sharjah for one year, and then we lived closer to Dubai for one year. Oh my god! Okay, wait, what was living in Sharjah like? Because I remember like one time we like went there for like a my a meeting my dad had, and I was like, "This place is disgusting. I hate this place." The thing is, that it is kind of like low key disgusting, but also like I don't know something about like unpaved roads. Like I'm into yes. it. Oh, like, really? Okay, because I, I, I super remember that. But I will say we lived right on a beach in Sharjah. So I feel like I don't know that I had the full experience. Like that was like, I loved that house. Like Uh we literally lived on the beach. uh, And I feel like I just didn't do, I just like didn't go to the mall or anything. Like I literally just like, um, it, that makes me wonder though like I wonder if we ever went to like Jebel Hafid or anything like at the <gasps> same time we used to go to Jebel Hafid all and, the fucking no, time I swear to god it was like our favorite thing to do on the weekends like the, the spring literally and my the dad yes, yes yes yeah okay when I found out I think from Maria that apparently it's not actually like naturally heated <gasps> I know we all got yeah, I know we got some that piping hot United Arab Emirates <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Of course, Maria would know that. Like my childhood, like memory of like, oh my God, these natural hot springs. And I would like brag to people when I came back to America. <laughs> Clearly I was full of shit. So thanks for that, UAE. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I thought they were natural hot springs also. And my parents loved going there, but I'm not going to lie. I was a really angsty little punk teenager. And I was just like in the corner wearing all black and just like, why the fuck are we here? This is boring. (laughs) I would have my parents on listening to like my devil worshiping music again. I'm just like, just like, oh, like no one understands me. The government sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an anarchist. How old are you? I lived there from the age, like, 11 until 16 but like 11 right before i turned 12 so yeah like basically 12 to 16 gotcha gotcha so yeah i pretty much lived there from i want to say like 12 13 just before i was yeah yeah, like probably same about you but i um we moved to saudi arabia when i was like 12 (gasps) yeah you lived in saudi arabia what was that like that was okay for me it was amazing i loved it because like you know i'm a man so i had all kinds of freedom Um, uh, if only I was a man. It, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, looking back on it, I can remember like seeing my mother like mentally deteriorating because like she is a very independent woman from like the United States who is very capable of doing anything and everything by herself. So like, yeah. living over there and not being able to drive anywhere, not being able to go into certain places without a husband or a man accompanying yeah. her, like that yeah. was so hard on her. Um, and needless to say, like when we, when we like came back, like she was definitely like the biggest proponent of like, I need to get the fuck out of here or I'm going to go crazy. I mean, honestly, I 
can't even imagine. And like, I recently got into an argument with someone about this because they were like, oh, Saudi Arabia is so progressive now. Like, look, they had this like music festival there. And I'm like, listen. Did they really? That's all. That's cool that they had a music festival. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that's progressive to a certain degree. And I, I'm sorry. It's it's 2020. I have higher expectations at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, absolutely. Like, just, like having a music festival that I'm sure they did for just like fucking making money and like trying to lure tourists in. That's literally what it was. It was a marketing exactly. ploy to get more tourism. But like, I, I still expect there to be more progress oh, in absolutely. 2020. Especially because like, I don't want to turn this into like a lot big political thing. So we don't have to dive yeah, yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, the crown yeah. prince of Saudi Arabia can literally... Fuck off. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> That's all I have to say on that. So whatever. Can I make that the title of this episode? Honestly, the crown yes. prince of Saudi Arabia can literally fuck I off. Literally, if anyone wants to come for me on social media about it, please do fight me. I'm happy to oh. I'm happy to correspond. I'm also happy to fight you. We will both gladly, with smiles on yeah, our with face, smiles fight on you our on faces this. and cackling like the witches we are, fight you. <laughs> Listening. To our evil music, music. basically. <laughs> yeah, satanic music just blaring in the background. But, okay, so then you lived in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Where, where to next? China, maybe? Germany? Um, I was hoping, honestly, for Belgium or, like, maybe Chile. Ooh. But that didn't work out. Just, My parents were like, let's go back to America. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and so, like, yeah, we, when we go back to America, like, that was, like, I mean, that was super hard. I was like, oh, my God, fuck this. I hate America. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love America, but, like, the kids were fucked. Like, but, I mean middle school is fucked so what are you gonna do yeah i think that middle school everywhere is just like very not cool very much you know so. very much middle so. school is not cool yeah middle school is canceled can we just cancel middle yeah. school it's like I, I just feel like no matter how what your personality type is like something traumatic will happen to you in middle school or like you'll feel like shit about yourself for at least an extended period 100%. of time like some some sort of like trauma that you have whether you've gotten over it, over it or not at whatever point in your life like happened in middle school 100 100 yeah for yeah. sure that's when i decided that i hated people was in middle school i'm like mm, it's official Honestly, i fucking hate same. people yeah same yeah <laughs> middle school is when i realized like you know what not all people are nice yeah, most exactly. people are actually terrible yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay so you moved back to america yeah. and how old were you um i was 14 at the time what was that transition like for you? Like, were you like, it was okay. So like when I said like Saudi Arabia was super awesome for me, it's cause like I, like I said, like I had all this like privilege that I could go do shit. Yeah. Um, and then like, I had a lot of friends who like loved me and were like fascinated by me and enthralled by me. Cause I was just like a I, very strange kid, but like I was yeah. like, quote unquote a cool kid. Like I was, I was definitely cool when I was living overseas because I was, like, the American. Um, yeah. And, like, one of my best friends, like, he had lived in Chicago, but his family was Jordanian, um, and they were, like, living in Saudi Arabia at the time. And so he and I would, like, you know, just talk about, like, America and stuff all the time. And, yeah, you know, like, just, Lucky Charms yeah. and stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but I was also, like, I've always been, like, fascinated with, like, fantasy stuff and fantasy books. And, like, when I lived overseas, like, I was, like, very vocal about, like, the things I was reading and, like, the stories I was making because I was, like, writing little stories and shit. And yeah. then when I came back to America, like, it was super not – it was accepting of, like, the kind of child that I was. And so I felt yeah. very um, – I don't know. Like, I just felt very rejected by, like, a yeah. lot of the people that I went to school with. Uh, and then so, Which like, comes as, like, a, a surprise when you, like, come from a place where, like, people kind of saw you as this, like – like 
like you live this like glamorous life because you lived in America. And it's like, and I know right. what that feels like right. when you live overseas, it's like, oh, wow, you have an American accent. And right. it's like this instant, like cool factor that's added to you because like you're from America. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I don't know, I guess like a part of me was hoping that that would come back when yeah, yeah. I, or like, like I would get that again. Cause I, like it had happened in the UAE and then it happened when I moved to Saudi Arabia. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, on to the next one. Cause obviously, you know, like as I moved, cause I moved around so much, like I moved to a new school all the time. So I was used to having to make brand new friends and starting from scratch. Yeah. And then, so when I tried to do that, when I came back to America, that like, cause we went back to Alabama cause that's where my mom's family was near and it was not like that at all. And so I was just super kind of like shell shocked and very just isolated, um, for other reasons as well, obviously. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so that was hard. Um, but then, you know, that time of your life passes and comes and goes and then you yeah. get into high school and then that comes and goes. And then, you know, for, you know what, I was moving out to Los Angeles to go to school and chase my dream. Which I just found out you've lived there for 10 years. Yes. Essentially like in, Wild. I know it's crazy. So like I moved out here in 2012. Um, and so in, yeah, in about a year and a half, it'll have been a decade since I've been living in the city of angels. That, I mean, it really is like, I feel like California in general is just a magical place. Like the weather be. is yeah. magical. Yeah. Like I, I'm a big fan of that weather, like that perfect, not, you know, not too hot, not too cold, which I, it is for the majority of the year. Yeah, for the majority um, of the year, yeah. And also, like, I mean, maybe I just, I've been there a few times. Everyone's always like, oh, everyone is so fake there. But, like, that, I never really got that impression. I'm like, maybe I just like, wasn't in the right places. But I feel like I kind of was. Like, I feel like West Hollywood seems like oh, very much a place. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. I feel like everyone in West Hollywood is just, like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, maybe you are going to like the right places, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I definitely like having been here for so long, like it, it jades you a little bit and it's very easy to get swept up into like that fake culture. Cause the thing about LA from my experience is that like everybody wants you to think that they're so important and everyone's like trying to express to you their importance in some way or another. For the most part, like that's not to say that everybody from LA is like that because they're not, they're definitely are people who are just like very chill and very humble and just, you know, like living their life. Um, but there are also like an equal amount of people, maybe even more so that are just like, like really desperate for some sort of attention, some sort, some like level of fame. Like, they're just like, look at me, like pay attention to me. Like, you know, give me, <laughs> give me what I want. Imagining um, like people just like shaking you like look at me pay attention i I swear to god no it feels like that sometimes like (laughs) like i i somewhat recently like or maybe in like november or something was like out with some friends and like um i was wearing like some glitter like on my eyes or whatever and like this girl came over to me and she was like hey i love your euphoria makeup and i was like oh thanks um it's not inspired by euphoria i just like like to wear it but you know yeah And then she was like, oh, well, you know, I did the makeup on that show. And I was like, cool. Like, <gasps> oh, it was that awesome. lady? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah. like, cool, yeah, great. And then, like, wasn't, like, I, she was clearly, like, expecting me to, like, drool To, like, freak her. out. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I was, yeah, like, yeah. not having it. And then she got, like, super snippy and defensive and then was just, like, she was like, like whispered to her friends and then like shot me this nasty look. And then they like got up from sitting next to us and like walked to the opposite side of the lounge. And I was just like, 
okay, yeah, fuck you too. Like, I do not give a fuck. Um, First of all, that is the greatest story ever because number one, that is genuinely juicy tea. Yeah, she was (laughs) was upset. You could tell she was pissed. Wow, you never know. You never and like. I bet you she thinks that she invented glitter. Like, I think she actually goes to sleep at night thinking. Oh, like, I'm uh, sure wow, she did. I'm sure she did. Um, like, so the thing, like, okay, with Euphoria is like the the product that they used is from a company called Lemonhead, and I had yeah. found that I had found that company through my friend who worked with them before, like they blew up because of Euphoria. Um, and like, and that's I mean, like, I that's the thing. I'm not even like a big glitter person, but even I knew about Lemonhead before Euphoria. Right, you know exactly. what I mean? Like, like they were known for their glitter. Exactly. They were like, we make pasty glitter that you can put and yeah. apply in multiple ways. I'm like, I'm not yeah. hating on Lemonhead. I fucking love Lemonhead. Shout out to them. So happy for them that they're getting some recognition that they deserve. But like, I, it just, it definitely bugs me when people are like, oh my God, your euphoria makeup. And I'm like, no, this is just my makeup. Oh, no. I mean, I 100% feel that because like, that's like if I wear something and suddenly it's trendy, they're like, oh, like, are you wearing that? Because like, I don't know, like Kim Kardashian wore it. And right. I'm like, I've had this for like seven years. Exactly. Like, I don't exactly. You're you know, like, I'm not hating like, on trends, but I also don't want you to no. think that I'm just like hopping on a bandwagon. Which exactly. I, I do exactly. sometimes for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you love it. Oh, I dressed up as uh God, what Jules from Euphoria, and my niece dressed up as um what's her name Rue. We were Rue? a couple. Oh my God, we I love a, that so we were, much. We were a modern couple. <laughs> <laughs> my sisters were like, "Wait, you, you and your, you and Lily are dressed as a couple." I'm like, "Yeah, we're a it couple." And she's like, oh, "That makes me so yeah. happy." Also, okay, and when like, you put them on your Instagram, that's my favorite thing. Honestly, like I. Someone asked me the other day if I'm like, uh, they're like, oh, do you babysit these kids? I'm like, I'm not fucking babysitting. I'm an aunt. Like, I'm just being <laughs> an, an aunt. Like, I'm just like, not like a piece of shit. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Like, I've been an aunt since I was like six years old. It's very like secondhand. Like, like Lily is an adult now. She's 24 years old. She's going to be 25 this year. I literally like offered her a cookie five times a day. I'm like, you want a cookie, sweetheart? Like, you want a cookie? <laughs> like literally, like that's just how it is. Okay. Like that's what happens like, when you you're you offer cookies, quote unquote, to Fifi. Like, is that what you call Fifi's treats? Cookies? Is that a thing? I recently <laughs> found that that's a thing for cat people, but like obviously not that, all cat people. That is a thing. I guess I'm not a real cat person because I've never called his treats that. And also like, I really don't really give him that many oh. treats. I did give him some bread the other day because he loves carbs. Okay. Okay. As long as you're giving him something. I was just like, oh, no, no. I give them like their treat their quote-unquote treat is wet food and the thing is is that they my both my cats don't like treats like I'll buy them cat treats they don't like them they never eat them so then they just like go bad and then I give them to street cats and then street cats start following me around because they're like there's that bitch gave us treats (laughs) with the treats yeah Exactly. And I'm like, can these cats just like literally leave me the fuck alone? Like I would be scared to leave my house because I would like hear like a meow and I'd like get a little scared because I'm like, does this stray cat have rabies? I don't know. And I don't want to find out. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I'm like running to my car, like jumping in real quick, like looking around like fuck. Um, But okay. So you moved to LA. You uh, got into an altercation with the makeup (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was so recently though um but yeah, like, the, <laughs> it's it's crazy like the like oh my god small world stories you will experience in los angeles That's the thing. like what was the craziest like celebrity encounter you've had i feel like i would regret if i did not ask okay you this. so um craziest in terms of like oh my god like you're here like like this famous person or like crazy for me because i actually like gave a shit about who the person was 
Like crazy, like, I can't believe this person is here. Um, okay, something that comes to mind recently is James Franco came to my, where I worked, <gasps> like, two, last week, last Friday. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of crazy. And I was just like, oh my God. My jaw dropped. He, like, he is very handsome. He's a very handsome man. Oh my God. I, mean, I, I need ugly, you to know. But I was just like, wow. Like, I didn't have many, like, celebrity crushes when I was, like, a teenager. Even now, like, I'm not a big celebrity crush person because I'm like, if I can never have you, I'm not interested. But there was something about James Franco that, like, I was, like, obsessed with him. Like, I was, like, I, like, watched this movie he was in. It was not popular. It was called Tristan and His Old. Okay. You've probably never fucking heard of it. I don't think I have. I do not think I have. (laughs) But he was so hot in that movie. And I was just like, you are my new obsession. I love you. And I would just like find like little like Google images. Like this is also like in 2005. Uh So I would like find like little like make like little gifts on Animation Shop Pro. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a little creepy computer nerd oh child. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and I would like make like little like gifts of him, and like I just would put them on my MySpace page, and I was just like, I love him, like Mrs. Franco, like just really creepy. Mrs. Franco, <laughs> just you doodling in your notebook, like Mr. and Mrs. Franco, Mr. and Mrs. Franco. Oh my god, he's so hot, and he also kind of looks like a drug addict, and I feel like that's just a vibe. I don't know. I mean, that is a vibe. Maybe. You're not you're not wrong with that. That's a vibe. Um, <laughs> like mm, you might be addicted to heroin. Mm, I like that. I like that. I love that. Mm, yes. <laughs> Let me fix your drug addiction. Yeah, I can help. You. <laughs> I can fix you. Yeah. So, uh, what? So, like, you've lived in LA. So you went to school there. What did you go to school for? I went to USC. Um, fight on! Shout out to USC for putting me in hundreds of dollars of debt. It's cool. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I went to school for acting. Like, I went to school for theater uh, in the acting program that they have there. Um, that's like specifically tailored towards actors because they have like a design program uh, yeah and they have like a stage management program and stuff um so yeah it's like- no it's like really like I, it's like a it's very legit like i don't know that much about it but i do know that um if if i like listen to a podcast and anyone's like in any way like in the creative entertainment space mm-hmm. like that's where they're like oh i went to school there and everyone is always like wow yeah, I'm very impressed but i know that it's impressive so i'm impressed definitely <laughs> um and like it's super it helped me out in a lot of ways but i also feel like i was like kind of robbed in a lot of other ways um yeah. but, like a really big thing that you're getting when you go to USC and at least when I was going and still kind of now but the program has like really come up more now um is like you're getting connections like yeah. the connections that you make at school are like like undeniably some of the most important connections you're going to have moving forward out into the industry should you continue to pursue it because let me tell you it is hard <laughs> yeah I, and I mean yeah. it's, it's like anything that's not like you know kind of like a nine to five job where like if you have these credentials like you're good to go because it's like a combination of like knowing the right people mm-hmm. being talented and then also like luck like luck like so much to do with luck first because like you yeah. really do have to get lucky to have the right opportunity like meet the right person to represent you like uh, it, so many things have to align just to get your foot into the door that like you're looking to be inside of. That makes sense. Um, no, a thousand percent. And like, I think that, yeah, it's, it's, it is cool. Like, and it seems like cool and glamorous, but I think that it, it's hard. It's so hard. Oh my, like, like people for the most part, I feel like in across the country, like when they think, 
you know, like actors either like that you see everything that you see on TV of like the award shows and like the entertainment news and like all of this stuff. Or, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, like theater, like Broadway or like traveling theater or whatever. Um, and like both of them are really cool. But like there is so much hard work and dedication and patience, so much patience that goes in to like actually attempting to pursue this kind of career because like not everybody is going to be like, you know, like a, a Millie Bobby Brown or like, a, yeah. um, who am I thinking of? Um, Daisy Ridley that like, you just like, you luck out on that audition and you like really nail it. Um, yeah. but even then like the two of them, like, yeah, they weren't really anybody till they booked star Wars or, or until they booked stranger things. But like, they were working to be actors the whole time and they both yeah. said separately like that it was like really hard leading up to that and because it is it's like a lot of rejection and it's a lot of yeah. disappointment for no other reason than like your hair wasn't fluffy enough that day or like you're not a redhead <laughs> um yeah. we were going with a person of color like anything like it, any of those things it could be and like it's just really hard not to let yourself get wrapped up in that and get bogged down by that and like feel like it has something to do with you personally like it really yeah, takes a lot to not take it personally if even if you have like the highest of self-esteem i mean i think everyone has their days where they're just like i'm not fucking feeling it and then to be rejected it's just like i would like spiral you know what i mean sure. like i would and like because I mean, the, the one thing that I feel like I've heard like over the years is that the entertainment industry in general is just like brutal, like super fucking brutal. And like, they will not hold back from like telling you like, oh, like you're too fat or like, oh, you're not like this enough or we don't like That's your face. For sure. Definitely. Like, like just straight up. We don't like your face. Yeah. Like, and it's like, get a new face. They're, they're, like, I definitely say there's like this movement within the industry that's like pushing out this very antiquated like way of thinking about people uh and it's really nice because we're getting so much more like levels of visibility of all types of people in in media which is awesome i'm like super stoked on that and i love it um but it definitely is like a slow battle so to speak um yeah for sure yeah and yeah I mean, it's, that's the thing, like, it's, and I have noticed, because, like, I also feel like in the beginning, like, any type of, like, diversity or inclusivity at all, like, seemed really, like, inorganic, like, kind of forced, but but, but that was, like, the starting point, you know what I mean, but, like, now I feel like it's kind of gotten to the point where, like, you see it, and you're, like, oh, they didn't pick this person, because they were, like, we need this person to be a person of color or we near, we, we need like, you know, this person to be um, queer mm-hmm, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it just like, Oh no, this person was the right person for this role. Yeah, exactly. And that's becoming, I think more common. And it's really, really nice because when you watch it, you're not thinking like, Oh, this is like, I don't even know. Like you're not thinking about it based off those character, like those no, characteristics. Sure. You're just yeah. like, you're just like, oh, like this is a good actor and like a good show. Exactly, exactly. And a lot, like, also like a big part of it is like coming from like the writing standpoint. Like now that we're having like more writers of color and more queer writers mm-hmm. and more like female mm-hmm. writers like coming to the forefront, like more of that, like, um, like more characters that like you know those people relate to, like are coming to the forefront as well. So like that's really cool. Uh, and like one of the like I just finished Sex Education on Netflix. I don't know if you watched that. Is it- I really I haven't like seen it. it. I, I honestly, I would call it like a modern day Skins. 
um, not as I like skins on Hulu. Do what? Was it Skins on Hulu? Uh, I think it's on Netflix, actually. I think Skins is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I would equate it to that. But, like, the cast is so, like, different and good. And, like, there's, there's like, in the second season, there's, like, a queer love triangle. And you never see those. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, like, it was really, really good, like, across the board. Um, I'm going to watch it. You should. I really, it's one of my favorite shows that's up right now. I really enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, like, I... I don't know. I haven't been feeling many shows lately. I just recently watched that new Netflix series where that guy Tan from Queer Eye mm-hmm. and Alexa Chung they are judges on like a, it's called like New Face of Fashion oh, yeah. or something. How, how was that? It's been like promoted I, on like TV. I'm like, huh. I like watched it kind of while I was like unpacking. So it was like one of those shows that like I kind of watched it, but it was also like on in the background. Mm-hmm. And it was okay, but it just kind of felt like it was like project runway okay okay i mean i love tan he's very like entertaining but like that's kind of what i gathered from seeing the trailer and i was like okay uh cool yeah i love tan and also his house was on um architectural digest recently and it's beautiful of course just like unrelated it's like fucking it's literally beautiful and it was like so upsetting to watch like i was just like wow god and he like you know he has such exquisite taste so it's just like so well decorated and his bathroom is so nice uh, i love him i just like want to live in his bathroom <laughs> i feel that i haven't even seen it but like i feel like you're not wrong <laughs> you're like let's we should move there yeah, together yeah, let's just do it Nora. okay i'm packing right now we're just gonna go live in his bathroom he's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> these two little ratty you little ratty people. little rats yeah little ratty rats um so you went to school to be an actor yeah. and like you're in LA and you're pursuing that. this. Yeah. And like, I can't even imagine, like, I'm sure it's like, de- like it's, it's just hard in general when you're like pursuing any type of like creative career. Cause like, it's so, you never know where it's going to go, Seriously. but it's also kind of exciting. It is. It is. And like, as of late, like it's gotten, it has gotten very exciting as of late. Like I'm like, yeah. Like I finally, for like almost four years after being out of school, like I finally feel like I'm like getting some traction and like making some moves that are like not not that like what I was doing or the things I'd been in up until this point were like you know, um, like not not that they were like any less than, but they didn't feel as fulfilling. But like now that I'm yeah. like looking back on them, like I had to kind of go through those motions to create the level of persistence and patience that I have cultivated outside of the learning environment of school. Uh, And also like better prepare me for these incredible opportunities that are starting to present themselves now. I really like the way that you think, because that's actually like a hundred percent true. And like, I feel like not enough people think about things that way. And it's like, it's, this isn't like a, Oh, like the things that you start out with like suck. It's just like, no, you have to start somewhere, but you have to think of it like as a learning right, experience exactly. and gain as much as you can from every single experience, make the best of it, try your hardest Absolutely. and just fucking like and I feel, feel like, it so that it prepares you for like when something that's like your dream thing comes along, exactly, you know? Exactly. Like you never, like you never know like where life is going to take you and what like trajectory yeah. your career path is going to be on and like sure like somewhere that you are right now might not be like exactly what you envisioned in your brain or like where you want to be long term and that's totally okay because like you are where you are now you have to make the most of that and that isn't to say to like become stagnant 
and like, you know, overly comfortable and just stay there forever. Because if there's somewhere else that you really want to be, like strive towards that no matter what, always. Honestly, I can't believe we just became motivational speakers. Like I literally, I don't, I feel like I want to go run like a marathon or something. I'm like, Bilal said I can do anything if I put my fucking, (laughs) if I put my mind in it, I'm just going to run a marathon. Like, I I don't give a fuck. I've never ran in my life. Like back in school. And like, I was talking to my siblings because I have four younger siblings and I was telling them that. And my mom was there as well. And she was like, I love that she said that. That's so beautiful. And then like two years later or something, when I was like really like down on myself, she's like, do you remember when you said la 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 And I was like, mom, shut up. I'm trying to be sad. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> let me be emo, mom. God, like, let me, be- let me just be a student kid, okay? God, you don't understand me. No one does. No one does. And they, they never will. Um, but it seems like you and your mom like have like a really close relationship, which is also very cute. We really do. Like my mom is seriously like one of my best friends. And, um, like it was kind of hard, like a little bit ago, like I want to say maybe like two or three years ago ish, just cause like, yeah, I, like I was feeling this like disconnect from her and like, she kind of was too. Um, maybe not three years ago, just somewhat recently, but not super recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, when I, like when we finally like sat down and talked and like, I really like, you know, told her who I was as a person, like it, kind of like things have really like come back together now and she like she really is one of my best friends I I love my parents so much like they're such like great people and they did as good of a job as they could raising me and my siblings and they're still raising my siblings like they I still have like three sisters at home so your sisters are honestly the cutest like I like literally also they're gonna become like famous dancers they're so good right like have you seen videos that they posted like oh no I've seen them they're so fucking good like it's actually like wow 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 like Like, this is incredible yeah yeah. um and that's another thing too because like I wouldn't say that my dad is like super old school and like a lot of ways that I'm sure, you know, immigrant Arab fathers are. Um, yeah. And for him to like have like come to the place where he like can allow his, he's like, he doesn't like sexualize or objectify his daughter's bodies at the age that Which they is are. like unheard of. Oh, I, it's, I seriously, like, I, I feel like his friend probably like one of his like good friends may have like mentioned it to him once or something. I, Cause I feel like he told me this or my mom told me this. I don't know. Like mentioned it kind of, you know, in a way that like an Arab person yeah, would yeah, mention yeah. it to another, just like, you know, a little backhanded, like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Like a log watching yeah. something, something like that, you know? <laughs> and my dad was just like, you worry about your family and I'll worry about mine or something. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. Like I feel like more off, like more Arab people need to tell other Arab people, like, why don't you worry about your own shit? Seriously. Like if you did that, like it would be great because like I could sit there and tell you all the shit that's going on with you and your family, but I'm not. Right. So you know what? Fuck off, Exactly. Mate. Okay. Exactly. Back the fuck up, okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can definitely, like, your dad is definitely, like, progressive as far as, like, Arabs go. Yeah. And, like, I feel like sometimes when I make these, like, stereotypical kind of, or, like, generalizing statements, it's not that, like, I think there are definitely a lot of progressive Arabs out there, but it's more often that, than not that they are not progressive at all. And they're very much so like living in like the twenties. Yes. You know exactly. what I mean? And like thinking and, that they're living in, you know, wherever they came from, like Jordan, Syria, yeah. like wherever. And yeah. it's like, no, 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 this is America. 
And it's just like, you have to like adapt to your environment, like no matter where you live. Like if I moved to Palestine, I would have to adapt to my environment and I would have to start eating sunflower seeds all the time. And, you know, I don't know what else they do, but I would have to do, I would have to do that. Okay. And I would have to learn how to roll grape leaves probably. Do you not know how to roll grape leaves? No. Oh my god, my family <laughs> has like grape leaf rolling parties when we make it. Like 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 Sarah my and mom has a party up, like we'll roll them up. It's <laughs> I, I actually okay, this is kind of a funny story. Like when I um when like my mom was finding out that I smoked and then like she became okay with the fact that I like I smoked weed. I don't anymore, but like in college I kind of did. And yeah. I like I can't remember what it was. Um we were talking and then she was like, "Yeah, you know, like it's because we were we were doing a grape leaf rolling party, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, it's kind of like rolling a joint." And I was like, "I don't know how to do that." She was like, "I've been teaching you how to roll grape leaves for your whole life, and you don't know how to roll a joint. What the hell is wrong with you?" And I was just like, "Mom, I love, I love you so much. Like, God, I love you." Your mom is so funny, honestly. Like, I feel like I I, I did meet her that one time at Disney, but it was like really really brief. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty sure I did roll a grape leaf when I was a child, but I probably haven't rolled a grape leaf since I was like six years old or like seven. <laughs> My mom was just very like, I'm in the kitchen. If everyone could leave me the fuck alone, that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like if you could just not breathe, that would be great. <laughs> like if you could just like what all my mom wants to is for us to clean up after she's done cooking. You know what I mean? Like that's what she wants. I don't like um, totally blame her for that. Honestly, like I'm kind of that way too. I'm like after I cook, like if people try to help me when I'm cooking, I'm like no, 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 just, just go over there. Yeah, I'm doing something. Yeah. But like also me cooking is also me simultaneously like frantically Googling things. So <laughs> like how how to boil water? Like you know what I mean? Oh like, my god. What, how do I know when water is boiled? Like, you okay, know, like, I'm a note of food. I love your Instagram hauls of like what you buy at the grocery store. Like, I totally love that. I love that so much. It's so, it's so weird, Bilal, because like I would post them and I was sure, like I was sure that no one cared. Yeah. Like I literally in the, in my, like my heart of hearts, I was like, no one actually fucking cares. I just enjoy it but then i like come to realize like over time like because people will be like oh you don't post like grocery hauls as much anymore and i'm like wait like, you like you that? want that <laughs> wait, you want that because i like that i'll do it but like you wanted me to do it like i'm so confused by it but like i mean i always want to know what people have in their grocery carts because i'm crazy uh-huh. but like i didn't know that other people were also crazy so it's just it's nice when you find out that like we're all just fucking weirdos we're just, together yeah, we're all just very strange people living on this weird planet that we call earth yeah, basically. Um, but so one of the one of like not the only reason, but one of the main reasons I really wanted to have you on as a guest mm-hmm. is because you're one of I actually think the only Muslims I know who's like openly gay. And uh-huh. I I really wanted to talk to you about that because like I said, I mean, I don't I really genuinely don't think I know anyone else who's like open or at least open with their parents. Yeah. yeah. Like they- their friends and like you know kind of have like a double life which you know if that's you need to do to kind of feel like you can survive but I just feel like I really want you to share your experience and also an important experience and I also wanted to just kind of like really quickly because this thus far like my podcast has been such like a great safe place for everyone to talk about everything but I love that 
really quickly want to say, like, if you're not interested in hearing this, if you have negative things to say about it, stop listening. Like no one is forcing you to listen to this, but I think that this can help a lot of people. And I think that it's something that's a stigma amongst not just Muslim communities or Arab communities, but like a lot of communities, as we know, homophobia is a real thing. And at the end of the day, we can't control how we were born and we still have to live our lives. And, and we still have to like, treat people like they are human beings. Like no matter yeah. what you believe in, like that's literally exactly. what I know for a fact, all of the religious texts say. So exactly. You treat people the way you want to be treated. You accept people the way you expect to be accepted. Exactly. And so on that note, yeah. Okay. So um, tell me, tell me yes. all the things. And also just real quick to, um, to add on to what you kind of said, um, anyone who can take, Continues to listen and then chooses to come at me on social medias with hate and bigotry. Um, just know that I have a very big family who are all very tech savvy, <laughs> uh, and they will all come for you. I promise we yeah. will literally shut your life down. So yeah. please don't yeah. do that because I yeah. don't want it to go there. And I yeah, might not even because I honestly don't give a fuck. I will probably just block yeah. you. But if you catch me in a bad mood, I'm going to come for you. Say literally, I will block people 90% of the time. But if I'm in a really bad mood, yeah. I'll just be like, well, you know what? Exactly. Why don't you fucking go? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you want to fucking, you want to cite Quran too? Yeah. Okay, bitch. I can cite some Quran too. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It's so funny. Okay. So, okay. So I. I have always known my entire life that I was different from other people. And let me preface that with like, when I told my mom that when I came out to her, um, she was like, how could you have known that you were gay? Like from the time you were a child. And I had to be like, look, it's not like I was like sexualizing men at that time. Like, it was not like I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't five and I was like, "Mm," like, you know, (laughs) like, but you know, like you're, you're, like attracted to certain things. And, um, so like, that was kind of how it was my whole life. And there were definitely instances throughout my entire life. Like from the time I was like five until middle school ish, I want to say that like my parents like kind of caught me, um, like, you know, not like, not like in the act of like sexual behavior, but like, you know, like just doing like weird things. Like I remember like the first time that like my dad kind of like, you know, like found gay stuff on the computer because it was a family well, computer. I'm gay so stuff. stupid. Gay stuff. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I was like, <gasps> like, like they were petrified. I was mortified. And like, obviously like, you know, like I tried of to like course. backpedal and backtrack as much as I could. Um, and then, so like it, it was kind of left at that. But like, so when I came out to my parents, cause I came out to both of them, like my mom and my dad and like, they both were like, obviously like, we know, like, we're not stupid. We're not blind. Like you are yeah. a child, like, and you know, things have happened and da, 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 da. And I just want to say that like, like the best, like, so obviously I was terrified because coming out is super scary. Like in general, like just coming coming to terms with your identity, like who you are as a person in a capacity that you cannot change at all. And then expressing that to people who like might super reject you is very scary. Um, And so like, I just want anyone who's listening to this that like, identifies with this in any capacity that like, you know, you're coming out should like be in your control and you should definitely have as much control over it as you can. 
Um, but it is going to be a scary thing, like no matter what you do, but just know that like, there are so many other people out there that like support you no matter what. Um, but so like when I, when I came out to my dad, who is a very religious man, like I wouldn't say he's like, you know, like super far conservative, like religious, but he, he is fairly religious. Like I would consider him a holy man in the way that I understand Islam because he is very close to God and and his faith. Um, when I came out to him, he told me, he was like, I, I'm not going to pretend to completely understand. Um, but I still love you. And I, I don't think that, um, it's, what did he say? He was like, it's not up to me to judge you for something that I really don't know if Allah will or won't punish you for. And so that's not up to me. That's up to Allah. And, and then he asked me, he said, are, are you still a Muslim? I said, I, yes, I'm very much still a Muslim. Like I, I love Islam. I love Allah. I love the Quran. And he was like, then, then you're, you're still my son. And I was like, Oh my God, shit. I honestly, I'm like my, I'm like having full body chills right now because to he, to have your dad say that to you, like, I feel like that's such a, like, he's right. He can't understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he can't understand it. And I think that he, like it's, you can never understand what it feels like to be gay unless you actually are gay. Like there's no right. way to fully understand right. it. And just like, if you're not a woman, you don't know what it feels like to be a woman. Like you can kind of try to imagine or empathize, but totally, like, totally. I think that that's like, honestly, like the way he articulated himself is so perfect. Like, I don't understand it, but I still accept you and yeah. I love you. Yeah. And, 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 and you're still my son. And like, <laughs> I just think that's that's so beautiful. And it was kind of like, funny because, like, okay, so I had like with my with my dad, like, I had kind of prepared like my thesis statement, like argument paper, <laughs> with like you know, because my dad's a very logical person. So I read this book that's it's called Homosexuality in Islam, um, and it's by this um, this um, professor who is also a Muslim. Uh, his, his name is, um, Scott Allen Kugel. Um, and it's, it's kind of a thick read. Like it's a very like scholastic read. Um, yeah. he like cites like specific examples in Quran and in like, you know, like hadiths sort of that like support his claim as to why, um, homosexuality in Islam, like is not a sin. Uh, yeah. and for me, like, like I had, I read this book and like, I had all these bullet points prepared to like bring to my father. And then he like totally like didn't put up a fight about it at all. He was just like, I love you. I accept you. I agree. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> let me just throw yeah. this paper away. Um, but so like, like part, part of, part of, um, coming to the realization that like I could be Muslim and, I could be gay. Um, like, you know, it came from like my own self-discoveries and self-reflections of Islam. Cause like, look, if you're still Islamic and you're still a practicing Muslim only for the sake of like putting on faces for your parents or your family, I'm not judging you, but I'm sorry, but that's not like, by definition, like you're not really like a practicing Muslim. And like, I'm not trying to give you judgment for that at all, but just know that that is what you're doing. And like, unless you can come to the decision and, um, like, unless you can come to the decision and the realization that like, you are consciously going to choose to continue to practice because you have like explored, you know, the religion itself or other options, whatever, like you're not like, you're not fully practicing as a Muslim. And I'm not trying to say that I'm the best Muslim out there because I am 
definitely not the best example of like a great Muslim, you know? But at the same time, point to me to the person who is, please. Yeah. Because That's I would happily I say, I'm like, I don't know who the per like who a person is. Like, like I feel like when I see my dad, I think like there could be there's no one who could be like more right like totally. Muslim than him. Totally. But then at the same time, like I know that he's not a perfect person. Right. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like right. he does everything to the best of his ability for sure. Like wait, like a thousand million times more than my fucking ass. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, like at the same time, like, you know, if he gets angry, he's gonna curse like so very much. Mm-hmm. And you know, we all know that like, that's not like a huge, like, good, like, that's not like a thumbs up situation. Right. You're not supposed exactly. to, you know, use certain words or certain language. And like, and that's just like an example, but like, there's no one out there who's doing everything perfectly. And I think that, like you said, the most important part is like, it's okay to question. I think something that's also important is like, it's okay to question things in your faith. Definitely. But like, if you, you either, you, you know, you, you need to get to a point where like, you need to be doing it for the right reasons exactly. and not just doing it to look a certain way or be a certain way mm-hmm. or make your, or like appease your parents because that's right. not sustainable. Right. Doing things just to like please other humans is not sustainable. Exactly. Like you will eventually freak out and be like, fuck this shit and join a cult. For, so yeah, literally <laughs> and hit raw off into the jungle, drink the Kool-Aid, the end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, also, cults are crazy. That's a whole other topic, though. Maybe on our next, <laughs> maybe on my next time on the podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, on the next episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I totally agree. Like I think it's very normal and okay to like question things in your faith. Like I literally will have conversations out loud, like talking to myself. But I'm actually like I'm talking to God. <laughs> like I'm literally like speaking up to Allah, and I'm like, yeah, Allah. Like I don't like like I'll be like questioning something, and then I'll be like, I'll like kind of break it down in my brain to feel like I feel like the way like Allah would explain it to me if he were talking yeah. to me kind of thing um so like I mean I mean I that actually makes perfect sense because I feel like I understand things more when I like talk it out oh no, I really do like I really really yeah. do and that was like a lot of the coming to terms with my identity of like being a homosexual and also being a Muslim and still choosing to be a Muslim and can I, I ask yeah, you go this ahead, yeah. Were there to- like were there times that like you wished that you could like change it? Oh my god, all the time. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah oh, like you just wish like you could like the time. like suppress it, put it away, yes. make it stop, yes. feel a different I, way. And I did for so long. Um and like even when I lived overseas, like like okay, I'm just gonna like get into this. Like like throughout my life, like when I say like I had experiences with people like kind of on a sexual capacity. Like, like I definitely like, you know, like I did like, even when I lived overseas, like, like I did little things with like the guys that were my close friends that were definitely gay. Like 100% they like quote unquote are gay things. Like I, like I said, I went to school in the Gulf Mm -hmm. and these are like very Arab, very, very culturally religious places. And I, I, came to realize that a lot of them were gay, but like, they just like were very much so in denial about it, even though the only way to describe what was happening was that they were homosexual. Like there's really no way around it. I'm like, like, they bad for the people that like, like, like our Muslim brothers and sisters, like that sadly like live in places like Saudi Arabia or Pakistan. And like, they are queer people. And like, there's so I'm like, cause that was another thing too, is like, I, inflicted so much self-harm onto myself not physically 
but yeah. like, like so much like self-hatred and self-loathing against myself that I was a very like sick person in high school for sure. Like, cause I was just so like, so closeted and like, so afraid of everything and like, so afraid yeah. of like people finding out and stuff. Of course. Um, yeah. And like, and also like, this is, I mean, this, this is kind of, this, this might get a little too real. And like, I don't want people to judge my mother when I say this, but like when I was a very small child, I have a memory of her. We were talking about like children and like, I think someone like a child had just been kidnapped and something terrible had happened to it. And we were, and to happen to the child. And we, and we were talking about like, what would it, I was like, what would it take for you not to love your children, mom or something like that? And she was like, well, nothing. There's nothing that they could do that would ever make me stop loving them. Even if like they did a horrible thing and it was hard. And I was like, really like nothing. And she was like, well, maybe like the only thing is like if they were gay. And I was like, that like super stuck with me as a child, obviously. Of course, because it was relevant to you and you were just like, oh God, I don't want my mom to not love me. Exactly. And then like, I remember this after that, she kind of clarified and was like, it's not that I wouldn't like love them. It would just be so hard for me to like come to terms with that ter- with that decision that they're making like choosing to make their life harder like something like that and, and, I, like, and, I, and that's the thing. I had to explain to her that that's not how it is anymore yeah it's not like, a decision and, yeah exactly and, and, like, well, like I I feel like I can kind of understand that not wanting your child's life to be harder absolutely. and I do think that we live in a different world now where it, it doesn't it's not like oh you're gay so your life is going to be very hard right but there was time where if you're gay your life is going to be very very hard absolutely and like I think that like as parents like I'm not a parent but like I you know I I love my nieces and nephews and I I always just want to make their life as easy as possible for them right, right. If I feel like at the end of the day, I might be hurting them more than helping them by helping mm-hmm. them make their life easier. Like sure. I just have this like, need, like I want to help you. I want to make your life easy. I want everything to be smooth and perfect. And just it, it, but again, it's like, it could hinder them moving forward. But like, I get that, like, kind of like, I just want your life to be easy. And right, right. Your mom probably didn't even think of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. And like, also like for her specifically, like she, you know, she'd been living in America her whole life and the AIDS crisis had literally just happened like, like 10 years ago, maybe by the when she and I had this conversation. So I'm sure like that was super fresh on her mind Mm -hmm. because like, you know, that's what was happening in the world. There was so much fear mongering happening and Mm -hmm. like, it was just. Like, oh, if you're queer, you're going to fucking die. Right, like, exactly. basically. Exactly. Like, the death sentence, like, you being, having this lifestyle, like, you're dead already, essentially. Um, yeah. And so, so, like, now, when I, when I came out to my mom, like, it really wasn't like that at all. And she was very, like, very, like, understanding and, um, like, just super great about it. Like, obviously, you know, like, I say this all the time, and I, like, have recently been talking to my parents about this. Like, you're, I, you come to realize at some point, your parents are only human like they're yep. doing the best they fucking can the only oh difference between God. them and you is that they have children and so <laughs> they're trying to do that while also trying to be people <laughs> i literally said that today at like at work because like I'm, I'm a counselor and uh-huh. I, I literally a child that today like your parents are just humans just like you and i like they're just trying the best <laughs> that they can mm-hmm. like i takes forever for us to realize that our parents are just humans because like when we're kids we look at them like they're these magical people right. who can do everything and like right. they're just different from everyone like they're mm-hmm. just special and yes. that they have like 
special knowledge of life. And then you get older and you become an adult and you're like, oh, fuck, you're winging it too. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you're you're learning from your mistakes as you go. You don't always know the right thing to do. And it's like, what the actual, and then you're like, wait, you're actually doing, you're killing it. Because if I was trying to like live this life and then also have like all these asshole kids who are always being assholes, like I would not be doing so great right now, you know? Amen. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever like, like, talk to your parents now and like they're like telling you like a problem and like the decision they've made based on the problem, like what they're like deciding to do or whatever? And you're like, I don't think that's a good idea. And they're like, well, that's happening. Like, okay, like I don't think you should do that. <laughs> there are so many times where like I'll be talking to my mom and I'll be like, Mom, just like be honest with me. Like, did you ever just like want to like run away or like kill one of us? Like just one of us. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, and she's like, no, like, she's just like, I mean, what are you going to do? That's what happens when you have six kids. But like, she says it like, so nonchalantly, like, just kind of like, this is fucking life. Like, shut up. Uh-huh. But then like, I also like think back to decisions that like, you know, like my, my sister, she got married when she was really young. And like, mm-hmm. when we think back to it, we're just like, we're mom and dad, like on crack. Like, why did they allow this to happen? But, like, and then like, I've talked to my mom about it since then. Like, why why did you like approve of this? And she's like, you know, you get to a certain point where you can only fight back and forth so long. And it's not like, you know, you just have this one kid to worry about right. you have other kids and you have other responsibilities and you just get worn down and tired. And I'm like, that's literally the most tragic thing I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> You're like, that sounds fucking depressing. I know. And I'm like, mom, that's really sad. Like, are you okay? Like blink twice. If you think you're going to hurt yourself. Oh my like, God. Like, mom, like, genuinely though, like when I think about it, I'm just like, anytime I feel like my life is harder, I have like hard struggles. I think about parents and Same. I feel like such an old person saying, this, but like, like they just go through so much more shit. Like, I just feel like I can't complain ever to parents about like any issue in my life especially parents with older children yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're all assholes (laughs) (laughs) we never turn out the way they want us to ever nope you're you're, everyone's a disappointment except like maybe who's the baby of your family like maybe the baby's not okay never mind you are a disappointment (laughs) never mind (laughs) (laughs) i'm like it's me oh my god um but yeah, yeah so when you came out to your mom, was she just kind of like, bitch, I already knew. Okay, well, okay, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because I was going to tell you a story, story time. Oh my God, love it, love it. So I like made the decision to like come out to my parents and I, cause like there was like someone important in my life um, who is still important in my life. Um, it's my boyfriend of like three years now. And so I was like, okay, like I just need to rip this bandaid off. Like, yeah, I love this person. This is the person I choose and that's not going to change anytime soon. So I just need to let them know, which was kind of always the thing that I like the decision I came to was like, when the person who is right for me comes along, then I will tell my parents. Um, well, you're so brave. I'm sorry. Like I literally was just thinking about it. I'm like, I would be such a little bitch about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I would literally like, like even if like on, like, I don't even know, like I'm just like scared to tell my parents like, like 
anything to do with like relationshipy stuff. No, for like, sure. For sure. Even being straight, like I'm just scared. Like I'm just scared to talk. I don't know. Like I'm just like, oh, like that's so scary. So I'm like, that's like a double whammy of being brave. Because I feel like once you tell your Muslim parents, it's like much more of a commitment. Like the commitment becomes so much more real. For sure. Oh my God, seriously. Like immediately they're like, okay, so when's the kids at Kitab, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, so that's like a double whammy. Like you're coming out and you're also like vocalizing this commitment that seriously. now is like seriously. very much. And also I 100% feel like if the person that I had like found was like a Muslim, was like also a queer Muslim like at some point either one of our parents would be like okay yo so like when you guys like you know doing your kid to kitab and be like wait like do we need to do that and be like well yeah like isn't this a religious marriage be like oh I yeah. mean I guess I mean <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but yeah so so okay so when I made a decision like I was coming home to for like a long week because we were going to our beach house um and so um like my dad was going on a trip like halfway through like to like with his friends or something he was going on a cruise so I was like okay I'm gonna tell my dad first like just rip this band-aid off so that that's done and like sorry like if this is sitting on your chest while you go on your like cruise with your friends but like this is what I gotta do so I was like hey Baba can I can I talk to you outside like we were getting ready to go to dinner and everyone's kind of getting ready but I was already ready I was like hey Baba can I take can I talk to you outside so we're walking and we're kind of talking and then like I bring it up and I was like hey like this is really hard for me like I just wanted to let you know that like I'm gay, like there's someone in my life, like all this stuff. And so while that's happening outside, while my father and I are having this nice heart to heart, um, what's happening inside oh my God. is my siblings are being dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> and so my brother Ahmed, who's like my next oldest sibling, he was like he's like two years younger than me, three years younger than me. Um, him and his wife are down there and they're like talking in the living room they're like kind of whispering and there's like an upstairs section and like the hallway upstairs kind of opens up into the living room you know what i'm talking about and so the whole condo is tile so everything echoes and the master bedroom is like right off of the living room where my mother is putting on makeup or whatever getting ready and my sister my dumb (laughs) sister who i love dearly and she's great but she's also kind of stupid like leaned over to the, the railing to my brother and like sees him whispering and she was like what's going on and then my brother was like, like, you know, shh, be quiet. Like, like, do you yeah, know yeah. these hand signals? And like, he's whispering. And then Zaina was like, I know. And Ahmed <laughs> was like, shut up. And she was like, what? I'm not stupid. I know. Okay. Everyone knows. But mom says that, <gasps> oh my God. you know, loudly, like a dumb 16 year old would. Yeah, yeah, and of they course don't my have- mother comes out of the room being like, what don't I know? <laughs> my, they're both like, oh fuck. Um, like they, they made something like I had just um, parted ways with my representation at the time. And they were like, Oh, that um, you don't know, like Bilal and his manager, like split up, like they're not working together anymore or something. And she was like, I know that already you liars. What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. Starts grilling them. So basically one of them caves, I don't know who I think my sister maybe. And so I come back inside and there's like tension in the air. And like, my brother's like sitting all like anxious on the couch <laughs> and I come in and my dad comes in and my dad like goes like straight to the bedroom or whatever and my brother's like bruh and I was like what he's like come here and we like go upstairs and he's like and then Zaina comes she's like I'm so sorry I was like what did you do oh shit oh and they God. tell me what oh happened God. so immediately rather than like getting to tell my mother later after you know we've had a nice long beach week together just like Yay. chilling and hanging out um, you had a plan exactly like I had a plan I was ready instead of having that um, I come into this clusterfuck. And so I like, 
my dad comes back out after a little bit. He's like, Bilal, come here. I was like, what's up? And he was like, you need to go talk to mama. And I was like, yeah, they told me what happened. He was like, yeah, you need to go talk to her right now. She's very upset. So I go in and immediately, like, so it starts out very dramatic because it has to be. It's my family. Things things can't be normal. And she was like, I just don't understand. And I was like, what? And she was like, I why would you feel like you couldn't tell me this? Like, you know, pulls, pulls all that. And like, I know where she's coming from. And like, we, we've hashed it out since then, obviously. But at the time I was like, that's so selfish of you to make this about you. Like, <laughs> this is my coming out, mom. You like, would make this about yeah, you. <laughs> so like, that is how that happened with my mother. Um, and it ended up being fine in the end. Like, it was all good. And she was like, you're my child. And, like, it just breaks my heart that you would think I could never, like, some, you could ever do something that would make me not love you. And I was like, I yeah. don't think that. But, like, I'm sorry. And yeah, It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very scary. Like, honestly, like, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like coming out to your parents about anything is scary. But I feel like that's, like, the ultimate coming out. You know, like, that's the OG coming out. Yeah. And, like, I feel like for, for Muslims, like, it's that. And then, like, telling your family you're not Muslim anymore. Like, those two, those are the two. Like, <sighs> I honestly imagine like uh, props to the Muslims strong enough to like you've you're decided you're not a Muslim anymore okay whatever yeah. and then you tell your family oh dear god like I don't know what like I really think that if I told my dad I wasn't like a Muslim anymore like I I don't know I don't know what I think he would just cry forever or something <sighs> like thing. I think that he would just feel like he has like he failed at life and he's like a failure I mean I don't feel that way so I'm glad that I don't have to make my dad feel that way but I genuinely think like that would be the one thing that would break my father like it would break his heart and it would also like break him like as a person because you know his he feels as though his purpose on life is to be like a Muslim and be a good Muslim father who raises his children to be be Muslim Muslim. like that's literally his purpose so like he would just feel like I can't believe that, like, I am a failure. And, like, also that, like, you know, I I must have done something wrong to make my daughter feel this way. But, like, right, honestly, exactly. I tell my dad, if you weren't the way you were, I would probably hate Islam, like, so much. Oh my God. Because, I told like, my dad the same thing. No, I swear to God, I told my dad the same thing. I was like, if you weren't such a good Muslim to your core, I would hate this religion. Like, I would have never decided to be a Muslim. In general, religion, like, doesn't have the greatest reputation. Like, religion has just been used to, like, basically, like, oppress people over the years. And, like, it's just this, like, but, like, that's just, like, anything else. Like, people use a lot of things to oppress people and use them as tools of manipulation. And it doesn't necessarily mean that religion is bad. But, like, in a lot of ways, like, I feel like because of people using it in such negative ways – it's so easy to like resent it or hate it or feel smothered by it. But I really like, I feel like there was a portion of my life when I was younger where I maybe did kind of feel like, like my life would be easier if I wasn't a Muslim. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, I I, I feel, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I definitely like, like on that note of religion, like there was definitely a period of time where I was like resentful towards Islam and like towards the law. And like, I know that's super, like, I know that that's super blasphemous and someone who's listening to this might be like, Oh my God, what the fuck is this guy's problem? But like, no, but it's I, real. Like, I, I honestly think that one of the biggest things in Islam is honesty. Like that's like, there's a big Hadith about that, that like the Muslim will do all of these things, but they will not lie. And like, I, yep. I don't lie to myself either. Like I fully admit to the things that are going on in my brain. Um, yep. and so like, I really did, like, 
I felt very isolated and pushed away from Islam. And so because of that, I felt like I didn't have a sense of community and that I could never be a part of an Islamic community. And even still yeah. like now, like I have a hard time of like finding a community that I can feel a part of because for the most part, most Muslim communities will reject me once they know who yeah. I really am. So I feel like I can never truly be a part of a community. And like, that's super fucked up. And like, I'm working on that too, but I also like, I want our communities at large, especially in America to be working towards that. Because like, I, like when I went to visit Camly recently, who's been on a guest, who's been a guest on here, when I went to visit her in Dallas and like, I met all of her Muslim friends from the hospital and stuff. And like, one of them is gay and he's like very welcomed in their group. Like no one like judges him or pushes him out for any of that, for like being who he is. And I came to the conclusion, I was like, wow, like, like Muslims, like, like there are open-minded Muslims out there. Like I don't have to isolate myself because of like who I, who I feel like who I fear is going to um, attack me because like there are good Muslims out there that are not like caught up in this, I'm sorry, antiquated, antiquated and backwards way of existing because that's just not the world we live in. And that's so important for you to say. And the thing is, is like, that's so crazy is that like, I feel that way. I don't feel like there is a Muslim community for me a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, someone could see me and think like, oh, why, why would you feel that way? Like you're Arab, you're, you wear a right, hijab, right. your family is Muslim. Right. Like, why would you feel that way? But it's like, these are all just superficial things, but like anytime I've ever had any kind, and I really don't like to have discussions about Islam genuinely. Or like, and I feel like as I'm getting older, I may be getting better at having these discussions uh-huh. with the right people. Uh-huh. And it's not because I'm not interested in hearing other perspectives. That's not what it is. It's that people are so offended by anything that I say right. because it's not it's like you should never say that right, out loud. Exactly, you know what I exactly. mean? Like, like those are thoughts that you should just like, like suppress and like push away. But I'm like, no, I'm gonna say things out loud. I'm gonna question things, and I'm going to always voice my exactly. opinion because at the end of the day, like if I don't understand something, I want to understand right, it. And exactly. if there's something that I disagree with, I'm going to disagree right. with it. And I've had these conversations with my dad before. Like, I'll be like, Hey, like, why is this a thing right. in Islam? And he'll, and, and there are certain things in Islam that like, there's actually no real answer. It's like one of those situations where like God knows right. and we yeah. don't know. And I, and I have a really hard time with that. Like I, and I told my dad, I'm like, I have a really hard Same. time with that. Like, I'm the type of person that like logic and reasoning is what I need. And yes, of course I believe in a higher power. I believe in God, but like, to a certain degree for me, for something to be reinforced, I need mm-hmm. a reason. Like I, I feel like I need one and not in like a blasphemous way that like God's will isn't like enough for me, but like, it's hard for me to wrap my head for around sure. it. For sure. And, and my dad was just like, I get it. Like he was like, yeah, I get that. Like, I don't feel that way, but I totally get why you would feel yeah. that way. Especially like, I feel like today, like in the kind of like society that we're living in and the climate that we're living in, like, like people people need like, you know, the, the receipts, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like they need like the yeah, proof yeah, or whatever. Exactly. And, like, that's one of the beautiful yes. things about faith is like, there are some things that like, you just, you can't prove. You just have to like have that faith. Yes. And then that is great. Yes. But then, you know, there are other things that are like, you know, some Sheikh might say like, Oh, in the Quran, it says that like the woman must cover yes. like all of this, thi- like all of these things, you know? And yes. you're like, where yes, does yes. it, why where does it say that? Why does it say that? I, I want to know, like, what's Allah's purpose for making it so? 
And the thing is that the thing that I think that I was arguing, we're not arguing with it. I was discussing with my dad was that in Islam, like as a Muslim man, you can marry a woman who is not Muslim, but a Muslim woman cannot marry a man who is not Muslim. And I was trying to understand that. And that was one of those things where like, like, yeah, you can like say like, oh, because the child takes a father's religion, blah, blah, blah. But like, why can't we just like come to agree to raise the children as Muslim? You know what I mean? Like, and, and. And like, then it was, it just kind of turned into like one of those things. And I was just like, yeah, I just don't get it. And like, if I don't get it, I can't just like, I'm not just going to like blindly follow something that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like I can't really form a position on something that I don't fully understand. And like, that's my position that I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand it. And if I don't understand it, like I can't support it, you know, or like even disagree with it. Like I I just don't get it. I would argue to like people who would argue against you and I having that, like that, that thought, having that. Um, I guess like, uh, I don't, I feel like willpower is the wrong word, um, that, uh, but you know what I'm trying to say, like to to them, I would say, okay, well, unless you have a clear reason for why you're doing X, Y, and Z, then, Mm -hmm. um, you're no better than the Christians that suppress all of us. Like they just do it because that's what they think they should be. They know they're like, oh, well, everyone else does this. So I should too. Like, how does that make you any better than them? And also, like, and I've had discussions with, like, I remember that, like, it was, like, I don't usually get very, very angry, but, like, very, very seldom I get extremely right, angry. Right. And like, I so was at a, like, I was hanging like, out with shaking a, with anger kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's like where I might cry because mm-hmm. I'm so angry. I was at, um, I was hanging out with a bunch of Muslims and they're younger. They're a little bit younger than me, but they're not, mm-hmm. like, super young, um, like, mid-20s. And they were like, what would you do if your child was gay? And I was like, what do you mean? What would I do? Yeah, like nothing. Like, I would um, like love I my child. Like, like I would just continue to love my child. Like I'm not really sure like right. what this question is. And they're like, well, wouldn't you be afraid that like your child would like go to hell? And I was like, here's the thing. No one is like, no one wakes up one day and is just like, you know what I'm going to do? Right. I'm going to be fucking gay. Right. Like, right. I'm going to, I'm going to do this fucking thing. And I'm going to go, I'm going to be, I'm going to be gay. I'm going to do it. No one does that. That's not a thing. So if they're born that way and God created them that way, I just don't believe that that's something that they're going to be punished for. And then let's just say, let's play devil's advocate and let's just say, okay, you know what? Let's maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it is a sin. Don't we all fucking sin? Like I literally pointed out, I'm like, you have sex with your boyfriend mm-hmm. all the time. Fucking mm-hmm. huge sin. You drink. You're uh-huh. drinking right now. Uh-huh. Fucking huge uh-huh. sin. Everyone go fuck off. So like, even if like, like no matter what way you want to look at it, what, who are we to decide what sin is exactly. worse than another sin? And also who are we to decide why God would create someone in a way? And like, I don't think God sets that's us up for exactly. failure. Literally, I don't think that's, that's my exact argument. Yeah. People are like, wait, how are you gay? And like a Muslim, like, how can you still believe that? And I'm legit. My answer every time is like the God that I have come to know and understand as like the yeah. higher power that exists. If he would create me just to punish me for being this way, the way he made me, that's not a God I can believe in. So therefore he did not do that because the God that I know and love would not do that. Like that's just cruel and unusual punishment to a creation that I'm sorry. Like it just, they, they negate each other. So therefore that cannot be how it is. 
And I think that life is full of like obstacles that we're supposed to overcome and all that. I believe in all that, but I don't think being gay is one of those things. I don't think it's like an obstacle to be over fucking Like that's just like, that's like you telling me right now. And and this is what I told them because I always feel like I have to dumb it down for people. And I'm like, I'm like, that's like you telling me, you coming up to me right now and being like, you have to, you have to marry a woman. Like I would be super Uh, up to that. I would be really, I I think women are beautiful and great and wonderful, but I'm not, I'm not gay. So no, I don't want to marry a woman. I would be really, I would be pretty pissed about that. So like, why would it then be okay to tell someone who's gay? Oh no, you have to be this person because that's what the norm is. Like what, why, why no one should be doing that. Everyone should just be with Mm -hmm. whoever they want. And totally fine and why the fuck like and I just remember being so annoyed that they even asked that question because I remember th- like I remember feeling like they thought they were so edgy like Ooh, let me ask you this edgy. what would you do if your kid was gay and I was like what would you do if I fucking threw you in front of a moving vehicle like have you, have you seen that meme online right where like it's like someone asks a question and it's just like a picture of eyes and they like slowly roll back so far that like they're like yeah, yeah like, I just yeah. imagine you doing that just like Uh. I got so angry. I got so angry. And I also hate when people talk about things that they literally don't fucking understand at all. And I was like, you're just stupid. You're just a dumb person. And you have clearly no life experience because, and I think one of the girls actually said like in her defense, this was her defense. She's like, well, I have a gay friend. Like that was like a part of her defense. And I was like, I actually am going to slap you. Like I'm going to slap you. That was her defense to like defend what she was saying. Like, Cause I think that she was, I think that she felt like I was telling her that she Uh was like homophobic, even though that's not, I don't, it's not that I thought she was homophobic. I just thought she was stupid. (laughs) Um, I mean, you can be homophobic. Most people who are homophobic are are all stupid, but you can just (laughs) stupid. Yeah. You could just be an idiot. And I was, she was just being an idiot. And I think that she was like trying to like defend herself and being like, no, no, no. I I have a gay friend. And I was like, I have a black friend. Cool. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, I think I actually did say something like that. Like I also have some black friends, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like honestly, like I just, I mean, I'm no longer friends with these people. I also want to clarify. (laughs) And again, like there's nothing wrong with like not understanding things, but I think that like, if you don't understand something, don't form an opinion on it. That's, that's how I feel about it. It's okay. Like take like a rigid stance on it. Like you can't do that. Exactly. It's okay not to understand things. It's okay to learn about things through life and experience and whatever. But like, let's not, you know, write things off just because we have a feeling. Because you know what? Like, I have a lot of feelings all the time, but they doesn't make them real. Like, sometimes you know, I have the feeling of pushing (laughs) that person who cut me off like off a cliff. But I won't because you know we live in the real world. Can't do that. Yeah, it's exactly. a crime. Go to it's a crime. And honestly, if push came to shove, you wouldn't yeah. be able to do it because exactly. you're not a murderer. Like, mm, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you would start yeah, fucking exactly. crying hysterically. I was, <laughs> oh my God. Um, literally though, but yeah, like I, I'm trying to think of though, because I have to, like the reason why I thought it was so important to have you on my podcast is because like, <laughs> like statistically speaking, <laughs> There, there has to be a large group of people who listen who are I hope gay. So. I really and, do hope so. And, and and I also feel like I know my audience is predominantly mm-hmm. Muslim, and so I just thought it was important. So, like, what are some things that, like, I feel like this is going to be kind of like a vague question, but bear with okay. me. Like, what are some things that, like, you felt or you kind of 
questioned or wondered about that like you wish someone would have told you? Um, the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is a question that like I don't think anyone can have an answer to. And I will give my answer just based on like my own um, reflection of self and reflection with God. Um, is that I like, I wanted to know, like, I wish someone could tell me like, if being gay was actually going to make me go to hell or not. Like if it really was a sin and like, I remember I went to like a, a, an Islamic convention in Chicago. I think that's where they have like the big one or one of the big ones. It's no. Yeah. 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 But first I went to a club. That's amazing. And I love that so much. That was also, okay. That was my first experience to like Muslims outside of the South. And I was like, yeah. Oh, people like are kind of cool. Like, pe- like they yeah. aren't just like shitty fucking Muslims. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, honestly, like the community that Maria and I came from, and like it, it's just a very broken community. Which isn't to say that like the people there are like terrible Muslims, you know. Like no, again, no, I'm not judging anyone's really faith, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so the conclusion that I came to is that like no sheikh is gonna be able to give me like a completely 100 percent correct answer. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day. You know, the Quran was written like 2,000, 3,000 years ago. I forget the exact number. Um, A long time ago. Yeah, Prophet Muhammad and, you know, the original followers of Islam existed thousands of years ago. And, you know, Allah does not really speak to people in a direct way anymore. Like, you know, like miracles happen, like things that happen that you're like, oh my God, like, mashallah, only the will of God can make this so. But, like, there's no direct line to God about any of this. So no matter what, it's all going to be some sort of interpretation, whether they tell you like, yes, you're going to go to hell for being gay. Um, It's like, it's a gray area. No one really knows a correct answer. You're not going to go to hell for being gay. Like, like I really don't think that anyone could give me a sufficient enough answer just based off of like my own reading of the parts of the Quran that like mention it sort of. Um, So that, that that's the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question. And so yeah. that that's my answer. And again, I don't fucking know. I like, I really yeah. don't know what the correct answer is. And I don't is. think there's any way for us to know in general. Yeah, definitely because, not. Like you and I can just conceptualize and, you know, say our opinions on it, but that yeah. is just our opinion. And that's the thing. One of my favorite things that my dad ever told me was, did you ever hear the story of the prostitute and the, and the cats? And the cats? Um, no, the I cats. do not. But I love that that is a story about okay. Oh, please tell me. So my dad told me the story when I was a kid uh, that there was in like the time of like the prophet and like the Bedouins and stuff. There mm-hmm. was a woman who she was a sex worker, mm-hmm. you know, she's like an OG sex worker. And she was, you know, you know, walking. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> doing yeah, her thing. yeah, yeah, she does. And she saw a cat and the cat was really thirsty. Mm-hmm. And she gave the cat water. I mean, this is the fucking desert, you know? Right. And she gave the cat water and that, that woman went to heaven. And I think that that story is important for like so many reasons. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I never, like as a kid, I just thought it was like a fun story about like cats. And like, when I think about it now, I'm like, why was my dad talking to me about prostitutes when I was a child? Like Mm -hmm. what a strange thing to tell a child, like a five-year-old. Right. And he would tell me the story all the time, but like, it's, it's a really important story because number one. I learned what a sex worker was. And number, two, <laughs> and number two, I was like, that story is so important because you might feel as though what you're doing 
is a sin mm-hmm. or society might tell you that what you're doing is wrong or you're dirty or you're bad or, or whatever the fuck. Right. But like, it doesn't mean that you are a bad person and it doesn't mean that God won't see the goodness in you. Right. And it right. doesn't mean that you're, that's it. Give up. You're going to hell. Right. Like it was like a story of hope really. Yeah. And I, I think about that all the time because yeah, I joke and say like, Oh my God, I'm a terrible person. But like, sometimes I do feel like it's, it's hard not to feel like, Oh, maybe I'm not a good Muslim. Totally. And maybe I've, and maybe, maybe this, maybe that. But like, I think about that a lot because I'm like, that's such an important thing to remember is that no one is perfect. Like we talked about Mm -hmm. before and you should continue to be good. Number one, out of the goodness of your heart, but also that goodness can save you. Yes, absolutely. Like from like, no matter I, I, like my dad used to tell me that, or my mom used to tell me actually that like, no matter like the number of sins you accumulate, like no matter how far away you feel that you are from Allah, like you can always come back to him. Like God yes. is always there. Like no yeah. matter what you do, where you go, like he's always watching over yeah. you. So like, there's no amount of distance that you might feel between you that like, he's not going to be there because he, he's literally there now, like within you. Do you know what I mean? So like, like it's not, ne- it's like a relationship that's unlike anything else. Exactly. Like it's never too late. Exactly. And that's like, that's why I still choose to be a Muslim is because like yeah. the basis of the faith besides like, you know, like pillars and foundations aside, like it's a faith of love. Like, uh, yeah. like you know, one of God's names is the forgiver. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God, like this, this being that like is nothing but endless forgiveness. Like how lucky are you? That's what I'm saying. Like literally, I'm just like, no matter how hopeless or whatever it is that you feel Mm -hmm. like it's, it's the one reliable thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's the one thing that you can always count on and we don't have a direct line Mm -hmm. and like, but it's just... I remember an atheist one time telling me that he's like, um, you know, people who believe in God, they're just too scared to like accept reality. And like, I just remember, like, I thought about mm-hmm. it and I was like, it, he's like, it was basically like a fairy tale to make you like feel better to know that there's going to be a happy ending. And I was like, you feel that way. But like, have you ever looked at a mountain? Have you ever looked at a fucking tree? I know that sounds like such a stoner thing to say, but like, honestly, like, have you ever looked at the world? Like, we're, we're I'm sorry. You think this just motherfucking happened? Right, like this rock just this- happened to orbit perfectly away from this yeah. giant ball yeah. of fire? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Listen, if you're an atheist, that's totally fine. But like, I'm sorry. Have you seen a tree? Yeah, right. <laughs> Have you seen like how nature communicates with itself? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen birds? <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, like, sir. Explain the platypus to me, please. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know when this became number one. Like I never thought this episode was going to be the episode where we're like, hi, my name is Noor and I'm Bilal and we're a slam pusher. Yeah. You should be a mo- <laughs> this would this would be the one what what number is this like 40 something 50 something i think it's like 45 oh, look at that look at that 45 episodes in and now you're like hey guys religion is great 
to you guys who've been listening for a long time. I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I am a Muslim. It is true. The rumors are true. I'm not just cold. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, not just, just wearing this. Cold. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, I've been asked that before. Like, are oh, you just no, cold? I'm sure you are because literally that's a, that's a specific memory I have of my mother and I in a store and an old Southern man in like an army hat coming up being like, are you cold? Like, yeah. are you okay? I'm just like, uh, imagine, imagine the levels of like just fucking anemia you would have to have to be that, that cold, cold in the flu- <laughs> in the Florida summer. I'm just I'm really cold. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. This has been my maybe my favorite. This episode. has been so I'm much fun. And Nora, I just like I don't know if I said it at the beginning. I'm beyond honored because I love the podcast. I listen to it on my fucking commute all the time. Like when Spotify is like new Arab American Psycho, I'm like yes, please. <gasps> I can't even believe that. Like sometimes I think to myself, I'm like I'm so annoying. Why would anyone? <laughs> and not like in a self deprecating nope. way, but just like. A- like you know like you ever like hear your own voice and you're like oh my god i literally hate my voice so much and also yeah what am i even saying right now like i'm I'm, I'm telling you i'm probably not going to listen to this podcast because my voice i'm just going to tell everyone else to be like how does it sound is it okay should i have butched it up a little i've been like hey guys my name's Bilal. yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish you would oh i totally should have and then slowly, like as the episode progressive, just like literally, like become less and less. Yeah, uh-huh, just get more and more high pitched. <laughs> and then by the end of it, just be like super, like stereotypical, like like literally little twink uh. type of voice. You know what I mean? Like fucking like Tyler Oakley. You know oh what I mean? God, like that's yeah, what I'm imagining. Seriously? Which also I. One of people are like, oh, what are your favorite podcasts? And like, I feel so embarrassed saying it, but like, you know, Tyler Oakley has a podcast. I, do not, and, like, I think good? he's. he's no, it's not. It's, it's not. Oh, really? Okay. But, I, but I love it. Why do you no, love it? I just, you just love his voice. I just think he's so funny. Like, but like, literally, the shit he talks about is just like the most pointless, dumb shit. It's like him and his best friend, oh. and it's so funny. But like, I, I just love his podcast so much. But his voice is just. I feel like his voice is what I think. Like people think of when they think of a gay man. Do you know what no, I mean? I totally know what like you mean. that's 100%. that's what they imagine. And I'm just like, you know, not everyone sounds like that, but you know, sometimes right. people do You're sound like, like that. Stereotypes and it's, are bullshit, but also sometimes yeah. they're true. I but sometimes they are voice, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I'm like Tyler, if you're listening, I love you. No. And we want you um, as a guest on America. I don't know what just happened. I just dude, he met Obama. He will never be a guest on my show. I don't know why that's the bar that we're setting it at. But like, if you've met Obama, you'll probably never be on you my podcast. Or maybe more. you never know. Never say never. Never say never. Yeah, precisely. Um, uh, where can follow you online people or- can follow me on my instagram and that is it because i don't have twitter um and obviously i'm not giving all of these creepers my facebook like no um, that's private that's super private what am i hang on um okay so they can follow me on instagram at noli underscore 12 that's n-o-l-l-i underscore and i'm gonna 12. put it in the episode okay, description sweet. awesome um yeah you can follow me on instagram there um that's kind of about it that's the, probably the only place you can really keep in touch with what i'm doing um and at some point in may um something that i did with netflix is gonna come out <gasps> 
wait, yeah. this is like, I'm learning this right now too. So I'm genuinely yeah. excited. That wasn't a fake no, was, gasp. Yeah. That was a real no, I, gasp. Yeah, Nor did not know this. I, I was going to like yeah. give it to, till like we were getting it after we got into the stuff. Um, yeah, I was on a Netflix show that, uh, Ryan Murphy, uh, created. <gasps> it's called Hollywood. It'll be coming out in May, I believe. And I am in episode three. So keep an eye out for that. Um, I am going to keep all of my eyes, both of them. Out. Um, I will say for our uh, for our for our viewers who are a little more PG, um, it is definitely a uh, nude experience. Um, I am not nude, thank God. Um, I thought I was going to have to be, but I am not. That's why I'm plugging it. Um, yeah, it's a it's 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 cool. I think it's gonna be a really cool show. I can't wait for people to see it. Um, I am super stoked to be a part of it and have been a part of it. Uh, yeah, so shamelessly plugging what I'm doing because that's what that's so me. Do. And also, like, this is your chance to plug. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? This is a plug for time. Sure. I don't know when I'm gonna be on a podcast um, next. Like, who knows? Probably never. I, I mean, honestly, after this, I can imagine that you'd be hot in demand. I mean, I hope so. Like, I, nothing would make me yeah. happier. Like, I, I mean, I just love the sound of my own voice. So this has been <laughs> pleasurable for me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've loved it. I love the sound of your voice, Same. and well, I, I love this I conversation. Listen to your podcast all the time. If I didn't, so. Oh my god, stop! Yeah. But no, honestly, like again, thank you so much. Because like the thing is, is like. It's one thing to like, you know, share this with your family and friends who like love you. But like, I think that I'm, I'm just really glad that you agreed to do this. And I mean, like I told you before, my audience is great, but like, honestly, guys don't fucking let me down and be like an asshole to him. Because honestly, if you have something angry to say, you could just DM me. How about that? (laughs) I mean, you're welcome to DM me if you want, but I promise you, I'm probably not going to look at it. But oh, also on that note, if you do have any questions, like if you want to like, if you want to reach out to me, please feel free. I, I love talking about gender and sexuality with people. I love talking about religion. Yeah. Um, But if you come at me with hatred, you no, you ain't getting a response. But yeah, like, I think that that's also really nice of you. Because yeah, like, if you are kind of questioning, like, you know, how to come out or anything like that, obviously, he would be a much better resource than I would. But also, if you needed to message me, if you want to talk to someone, message me. For sure. Um, obviously, if you can't tell guys, yeah. Nora is like the best person to talk to. She is super chill. So great. It's one of those great Muslims that's out there that you're just like, can we please be friends? I'm going to tell my mom that someone called me a great Muslim today. Um, well, it's coming from, you know, me, so I don't know how great that's going to, you know, seem to her, but... I'm going to tell her, I was like, I was called a great Muslim. She'll literally be like, they were probably joking. <laughs> or she'll be like, well, they clearly aren't a Muslim. <laughs> yeah, they're they're probably not, not right, great. Right. No, oh my God. my mom. I make my mom seem like a monster. She's so nice. She's like a fucking life-size marshmallow. Oh, I love that. Um, I love that. Yay for moms. Shout out to moms. You guys are the unsung heroes of the universe. Yeah, your mom follows me on Instagram. I didn't realize that initially. But then I remember one time I was like sitting next to either Maria or Camly. And she was like, oh, that's Bilal's mom who just like liked your photo. And I was like, wait, Aww. what? She was like, yeah. And I was like, well, your mom like, follows me and she engages with my content? Yeah, that's a really what a woman. Yeah, what mom, a woman. coming through. I love you, mom. Mom, yeah. if you listen to this, I love you. <laughs> we love you. I love you too. Come back to Disney. Let's, Let's do a do Disney it. trip. Okay, we'll do our next podcast at Disney. How about that? Yeah, live from live Disney. Disney World. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Noree. You can follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho, where you're going to see a picture of Bilal's face. If you like this episode, please review on iTunes. It means the world to me. And I will talk to you psychos next Sunday.